Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you we are well. We thank you we are safe. And we thank you, most importantly, that we are before you. You call each of us by name. You call us to come to you. Thank you, Lord, for that grace enabling us to come. We thank you for your mercy that you continue to keep calling us. You do not give up. You do not look upon our sins, on our failures, on our limitations, on all the crowns that we wear, on the iniquity in our nature. But you call us, come to you, you bid us come. So that you can pour your spirit, you can pour your revelation, you can pour your understanding, you can pour your light into our lives to get rid of that darkness, to draw us to you, to bring us into your kingdom. Bit by bit until we have completely stepped into your presence, until we have completely stepped into the realm of Galatians 2.20 where we now become the image and likeness of Jesus, that in which you set us in Genesis 1, verse 26. We thank you, Father, that you continue to work on us by your Spirit every single day. And you remind us, see, I am doing a new thing in you. Now you see it, now it comes unto you. We thank you, Father. We acknowledge your presence in this prayer and we ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. We trust in you, O Lord, with all our heart. We lean not on our understanding, but on the revelation that you grant us. On our understanding that you open up for us. And on the wisdom that you pour into our hearts this day. And the peace and joy that you pour as well with it, Lord. We share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere, with all those that do not know you as a person, and with all those that do not want to know you, those that are turned away from you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer this day, and with all those that have no one to pray for them. As we offer our faith to stand in that gap, and we remember each of these, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the great I am. The one who blots out our transgressions. One who is our goodness, our high tower, our deliverer. The ancient of days. And we pray in the name of his son Jesus. Our cornerstone. Our rock, our refuge, our foundation. The one who was, who is and who is to come. And it is he who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. He is our wisdom. He is also our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption. Leading us into the kingdom. The promised land. Father, we pray also in the name of your spirit. The spirit of the living God. The spirit of truth. The spirit of revelation who reveals the deep and secret things. The one who has made his tabernacle in our body, 
now gives life to that mortal body. Same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. Now gives everything that is formless and lifeless in our existence, in our circumstance. Gives it life. When we speak the word of the Father in faith. We thank you, Lord. You've blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You've blessed us with the angels with destiny help us. We thank you, Father, that you provide all our needs in accordance with your riches. And you provide every spiritual gift that we need as well in order to fulfill our life in the spirit, our ministry as well. We thank you, Father, that you are able to make every grace abound towards us. Your hand is not short to redeem us. Thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, by the precious blood of Jesus, the blood of the new and eternal covenant. Lord, we bring them under that covenant so that it performs in their life that which it was covenanted to perform. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will for each of these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty. It shall not tarry any more, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve it to fullness. Achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose life in every situation that we speak. Yesterday, we reflected on the test of Adam, where God tested him for his trustworthiness and obedience to instruction. Today we look at another similar example, that of Noah. And this test is particularly relevant in our times because the atmosphere around us is similar to what it was back in the day of Noah. Matthew 24 verse 38 says, people were enjoying their lives in sin, that is, oblivious to what was coming to them. So it will be at the coming of the Son of Man, at his second coming. And when you look closely at what sort of lives they were living then, Genesis 6 describes it. It talks about that wickedness. Verse 5 says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thought of his hearts was only evil continuously. That does sound familiar. 
verse 11 and 12 says, The earth was corrupt before God and filled with violence. It was only Noah that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But Genesis 6 says, Noah walked with the Lord. So the Lord instructed him to protect a remnant and all the rest would be destroyed. In fact, when you read about the rapture, in any passage on the rapture, you will hear of a remnant that is being left. That's what the book of Revelations also talks about. This is God's cleansing of his people and separating them out chosen ones so that the rest will be destroyed. God instructed Noah to build the ark and told him about the coming floods for this purpose. So that when he knew what was coming, it was definitely going to be a matter of faith. In Genesis 6 verse 18, he also committed to establishing a covenant with Noah so that he would not be destroyed by the flood. So he told him about a fearful thing, but he committed to establishing a covenant that Noah and his family would be protected. And that was what Noah, that was all that Noah had that he could hold on to. It would have taken him many years to build the ark. Some estimate it would be anywhere between 100 to 120 years. And you can imagine and he only had his sons to assist him with the limited basic tools, no machinery. So I can imagine all the neighbors and the community that didn't buy his story of the coming floods, that didn't bother repenting. They would have made fun of him, mocked and ridiculed him, looking at the gigantic boat that he was building. He himself or his family also could have doubted it for after all those years. Because when you speak about 100 years or so, it is a very long time. People themselves can start to doubt. And in our next session tomorrow, we will study the test of Abraham. There again, you see that Abraham, after he was promised, had to wait for 25 years. It is a very long time. People will start to doubt when they see no movement. Will it really flood? Or did we just labor for nothing? May well have been a question that his family would have been asking him. But Noah believed and trusted on God. And God counted Noah as righteous. We see the same with Abraham as well. For his faith, God counted him righteous. Many times in our life too, God can give you an instruction. And all that you see by way of movement is nothing. No movement at all in the physical. That doesn't necessarily mean there's no movement in the spiritual. But our physical senses which are so active do not see anything. And in such situations, God can test your trust and your faith in Him. 
but you can also use it to test your patience, your endurance. Are you willing to hold on to what he promised? Even when everyone around you prospers and they prosper even when they don't pray. But yet, you after having spent time with God carrying his message and there's no sign of breakthrough. It rained for 40 days and Noah was in the ark and saw nothing except water for 150 days. So can it be in our time of testing as well? Maybe 40 days of hardcore testing. And then comes the period of waiting when all you see is nothing. When you don't even know if you pass the test. Or there is more to come. Are you prepared to go the distance? Or will you now bail out and fail the test? Are you ready to endure all sorts of comments, especially about your failure? And yet not lose your joy and your faith in God. To keep remembering that he who promised is faithful. To say like David said in Psalm 23, I will trust in you. To be schooled in the spirit by his ways and not get frustrated because of the lack or even absence of results. Are you prepared to give it your all when situations seem grim and even look like there is no hope? It is always darkest just before dawn, that part of the night. Are you willing to hold on, believing that there is a dawn approaching? Or are we saying this darkness just seems to be unending? There is no light at the end of the tunnel. What about the times when you are looking for a job and you get no replies? You are hoping for a healing or a recovery of yourself or a loved one. And again, there is nothing happening. There is no improvement in their condition. Are you willing to hold on to your promise even if it looks like a dead bones situation? God eventually made a covenant with Noah of rest to the earth. The name Noah means rest. It was probably given to him in the hope that he would strike a covenant with God whereby the ground would receive rest from its cursing. Now we see in Genesis 8, Genesis 8.22, God made a covenant with him and blessed him. But it took a long period of waiting, testing and then waiting. Are we keeping our eyes fixed on that covenant outcome? And are we willing to hold on and not give up? Hebrews 10 verse 38 and Romans 1 verse 13. 
They both say the same thing. The righteous shall live by faith and not by sight. Noah was a living example of this scripture. Living by faith and not by sight. Not budging, not giving up. Believing that he who promised is faithful. And so his story is not just in the Bible for us to read. It is a symbol of this righteous living with faith through circumstances that seem hopeless. Living by faith, not by sight. That in our time of testing, we do not live by what we see, but we live by what the word of God says to us and the message that God has made live to us. That which has become alive to us. Alive and active from his word where his spirit now resides on it and it carries his fire, it carries his life. And that one scripture becomes our double-edged sword with which we fight away all fear, all doubt. Every question that is raised by the enemy, just like when he asked you, did God really say so? And he asked you that question. You use that one double-edged sword, that one scripture that has become alive to you. The righteous shall live by faith. And as we live in that, with that faith, we always remember what Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him through faith. We must exercise that faith. We must believe that he exists, that every word that he said is true. And he who promised is faithful. Heaven and earth shall pass, but that word shall not pass unless and until it is fulfilled to the very letter. Father, today as we pray, we ask for that edification in our spirit. The grace to hold on and to endure. That in times of doubt, in times where the seeds of fear also are planted. In times where all the situation looks grim, where everything around us looks really dark. There is no ray of hope. To hold on in faith to your promise, remembering that you are faithful. We ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit today. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray God for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of busyness, prayerlessness, Ignorance of your ways, poverty, all aim to keep your people in subjection, that they might not rise to look to the kingdom, that they might not be made aware of their authority and what their true identity is and what their purpose is. We come against all of these forces, Lord, 
by the blood of Jesus. We declare every such yoke of the enemy broken over the lives of these that we now pray for. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our family and friends as well, Lord, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. Encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer of agreement together now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Shandakia <laughs> 
in the mighty and all powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The words that were put on my heart this morning were, our God is mighty, a promise keeper, a deliverer. Our God is love and mercy. The scripture I'll be given is from 2 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. We have, we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways we refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with god's word but by the open statement of the truth we would commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of god amen thank you jesus amen thank you jesus we also have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, quoted from the NIV, where it is written. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. We also have, a two, we also have two more scriptures. Um, shared in the chat. The second one, <clears throat> the second one is from Zephaniah 3, verses 8 to 10, where it is written, Therefore, earnestly wait for me, says the Lord, waiting for the day when I rise up to the attack as a witness, accuser, or judge, and a testimony for my decision and determination and right it is to gather the nations together to assemble the kingdoms to pour upon them my indignation even all the heat of my fierce anger for in that day all the earth shall be consumed with the fire of my zeal and jealousy The third scripture is shared from Jeremiah 17 verses 7 and 8 quoted from the NIV where it is written, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its root by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections that he shares on all our social media channels, our daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teaching sessions. 
please share links for Zoom and YouTube with friends and family. Invite them to come. Give this prayer group as a gift to them. As you have been blessed, let them be blessed too. If they cannot make it to live sessions, you can also point them to the recordings that are available on our Spotify podcast page, on our YouTube page, as well as on our Facebook page. A reminder about our Bible study session this Friday. This will be the fourth part in our series on altars and what you need to know about them, where we continue to learn about altars, how to know if there is one altar, if there is an altar working in and against your life, the role an altar, the role of an altar in prayer, and how you can build one. I shall share a link for people to join on our Telegram group. It will also be posted onto our Facebook page and YouTube page. So when you see those links, please share them with others and invite them to join us on Friday. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for His glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless, God bless everyone. God bless everyone.